morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness For Real. It's your girl, Marlena. And on today's episode, I chat with Dan Dalla all about weed. For those who don't know, I like weed and I smoke it pretty regularly and it is a big part of my wellness journey. And I know that's the case for a lot of people, but it's such a taboo topic. So here's the first of many episodes where we just keep it real about weed. Even if you don't smoke or partake, I hope you can get something out of this episode. We do talk about the importance of legalization and how that really just benefits communities and everyone. So buckle up, y'all. It's about to get real. So today we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics. One of my favorite people I've met through Instagram uh, and that topic would be weed. And hey. Uh, hey, that person will be Dan Rocha. Is it Rocha? Is it Rocha? Can I say? Rocha, yeah, Rocha. <laughs> What's up, Dan? How are you today? What's up, Marlena? I'm, uh, I'm happy to be on this, this call. Let's talk about it. Yeah, for sure. So weed is such a big part of my wellness journey. I know it's a big part of your life as well. Um, so I just wanted to have a conversation about like what that looks like, what it means. Cause I know there are so many people who are cannabis users and it's kind of this like hush, hush still like kind of taboo thing to talk about, especially like in our wellness community. Um, when in fact, especially in 2020, like let me tell you, weed is getting me through 2020. <laughs> it's a big part of it, right? right? Right, and I think that's uh, that's true for a lot of people because uh, cannabis sales have definitely seen the spike since this whole pandemic, um, especially deliveries, home deliveries. I'm here in California, so uh, I know the the cannabis business scenario looks different in every single state. Uh, here in California, it's obviously evolved quite a bit. Um, but yeah, cannabis and cannabis use and delivery and overall has just been huge since, since this whole pandemic has started. So how how do you think like weed has played a role in your life and in your wellness? In, uh, my life definitely. So I started using cannabis overall because I've always been a really bad insomniac. Um, I've always had bad insomnia all through. So I didn't start smoking. So I should go back a little bit. I didn't start smoking weed until I was 18 years old. So all through high school, um, I was the type of student who didn't go to bed till 3.30, in the morning, uh, would get up to go to this class at 7.30, assuming that I actually made it to class. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and and so I started using cannabis uh, first, obviously recreationally. I was just 18 and uh, I was just trying with some friends. Um, but then I started actually recognizing the benefits of, of, of cannabis itself and helping me sleep. Um, and so I was getting better nights rest and that then translated to better days. Um, and then I was able to focus better uh, during the days because I was well rested. Um, etc. And and now uh, during, you know, now I'm 30 something years old, 33 years old, um, and I still use cannabis every single day. 
Um, and now I just see it as a regular part of my life. Um, I know that I'm a very like hyperactive, um, maybe high anxiety type of person. And I think cannabis just really brings me back. Um, it kind of levels me, calms me, um, and it helps me think more clearly. And that's so interesting that you say that it like that one of the benefits is clarity, right? Because I think a lot of right. people, especially people who don't use regularly, they would think that it's the opposite, right? Like, cause you were like painted this picture that like stoners are these like, <laughs> just right. like right. stupid people who like don't know anything and can't function. And we're just like in a cloud. And honestly, I like, I know for me, when I tell people I'm a regular cannabis user, they're like surprised by it. They're like, oh wow, really? And I'm like, yeah, like uh, you would be surprised how many of your doctors and teachers and people that you see Absolutely. and work with every single day that are regular marijuana smokers or however they choose to consume it, right? Yeah, the fastest, growing, the fastest growing demographics right now in legal cannabis sales are seniors and women. Wow. Um, so it's, uh, it's definitely, there, there's definitely a stigma associated with cannabis because it has been illegal for so many years, um, but that's definitely changing. I know here in my city, uh, for instance, Prop 64, uh, four years ago, is the prop that made California have recreationally legal cannabis. Um, and that, in my city itself, didn't pass, even though it passed throughout the whole state. Uh, well, now, this election, four years uh, later, a measure came up on the ballot for cannabis use in this city specifically, and it overwhelmingly passed this time around. So I know people's perception of cannabis has definitely has definitely changed, um, and people are starting to recognize more so more of the benefit. And I think the mainstream media is obviously helping with that. I think conversations like this are helping with that, um, and, and so I'm I'm happy to see it. Yeah, for sure. And I love that you're like involved in the. Um like and what's going on in your community as well, because that's so important. Right. And I know on the show, eventually we will do a, an episode specifically on civic duty. Um, but when it comes to like marijuana and marijuana reform, um, it's so important to be involved in what's going on just in your own city, in your own county, um, because that is how we work towards decriminalizing it. That's how we work towards getting people out of jail um, that are still in there for marijuana when, you know, in other states, people are making money and creating businesses. Um, so seeing that kind of spreading throughout the country, I mean, even seeing this last election, a lot of the Southern states passed laws to decriminalize, which is like major because that mostly affects communities of color and poor communities. Do you want to talk about like how you kind of got into being involved in your area? Yeah, so, um, so I grew up in this city my entire life. Uh, so I've been here a majority of my life. For, Where are you? What city I'm are you in? I'm, I'm in Southeast LA County. Um, I'm in a city called Artesia. Um, so it, it's the closest known city to Artesia is probably Long Beach. Okay, uh, so what's up Long Beach? What's, what's up, up LA? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so 
I had lived in Hollywood for about six years. Um, definitely, that's where my cannabis involvement kind of happened. Um, when I moved from this area, which, as I as I talked about, was kind of anti-cannabis even as early as four years ago. So all growing up, you know, like there was never any cannabis dispensaries around here. Cannabis use is, is was still very much taboo. Um, but when I moved out to Hollywood, which is about 45 minutes away, um, I could literally throw a stone from my balcony and hit three dispensaries. Um, so the, the cannabis industry was much more evolved, just 45 minutes away. Um, and I was, I was living out there because I had taken on a job with a pretty well-known web development company as a project manager. And, uh, I was their top project manager taking on the most amount of projects. So I was there from early in the morning to late at night. And one time I had a key to the office. Like I was one of the only project managers who was working that much. And so I was working late at night and all I wanted to do was go home and smoke my bong. And I'm like, <laughs> why can't I do this shit and like do it for the marijuana industry? Like I, started researching cannabis companies, some of the ones that I, I were around me and I'm saying they have no websites or if they did have websites, it was like black background with neon green text. And while the information was kind of useful, the, yeah. the perception was, was like not professional and it was hard to, to, to deem it legitimate. Um, so I saw that opportunity and I started a company called 420 Web Pros, um, where we started taking on just cannabis clients and that's how I got involved in the industry. So that was back in 2009. Um, and since then I've been involved in every facet of the cannabis community, cannabis business, um, from actually producing product to running a monthly trade show event, uh, to running a huge cannabis carnival. Um, and now I'm getting into the actual cannabis uh, retail sales. So we're working on opening up a store, hopefully here in Artesia. Um, and, and that'll be great for, for the community. Um, it'll offer a bunch of new jobs here in my city. Um, it'll offer a bunch of community benefits where I've definitely gone hard on, you know, let's, if we're going to open up in the city that I grew up in, the city that I represent, let's make sure we're giving back to the city. Um, I want to, I know the history of cannabis in the city and I know how people have felt about it in the past. And so I, I feel a sole responsibility to make sure that, that the people of my city are well-educated on what legal cannabis looks like today, despite any of the things that they know about it from the past. That's amazing. Um, first of all, I need to know what the cannabis carnival is and how I get tickets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, uh, so can, the cannabis carnival happened pre-legalization. Uh, so medical cannabis was still around back then. Um, and this was, this was a few years ago. So this was three, four years ago. Um, medical cannabis was still around. So we were able to have these types of events. Use, uh, people, attendees who would come to the show would present their medical marijuana recommendation from a doctor. 
But since the passing of, can of, uh, of recreational cannabis here in California, the laws have changed a whole bunch. And of course, the pandemic hit. Uh, so trade shows and big gatherings like that, that just, it's just a hard thing to pull off now. Almost, I guess impossible, you know, with the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so so I've, I've pivoted a little bit. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so now I've just, uh, I've been working on opening up a retail store. That's awesome. Well, when we're able to uh, have large group events again, and when Felicia and I have our wellness retreat, we're going to have to have the cannabis carnival there too. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, let's, let's definitely uh, talk more about that. I, di I didn't realize you guys were doing a, a wellness retreat. Yeah. So that's our long-term goal is to have a retreat. Now, obviously right now with COVID, it's kind right. of um, not possible <laughs> right now. We want to do something that's going to be safe and people feel comfortable attending. Um, but yeah, we're going to start out with something small. Hopefully we're thinking our first one will be fall 2021. Um, it'll just, it'll be small. Um, and then hopefully 2022, we can do something bigger. Um, so right. we're, yeah, we're really excited. Um, well, you know, I'll bring the cannabis. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. And then you mentioned like the community and giving back. And that's, I feel like that's such a huge part of it. Like, even if you're not a marijuana user, like there are plenty of people who support it, but just personally don't use. Right. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but the support is so important. You see how much of a positive impact it can have on communities, right? Like giving back to schools and educational programs. And um, so what are some of the things that you guys are doing to get back? Yeah, so obviously there's a tax rate that would give back to the city directly. And that that money, no other business in the city offers a tax benefit like we would. Um, but beyond that, we're also saying as part of our community benefit plan that at least 30% of our workforce will be hired from this city directly. Um, we're also saying that when we go out and look for businesses to work on our construction or our AC or our security, we're always going to look at this city first. So if there's a provider of one of those services currently in the city and they put a bid in first, they have priority. Um, the other thing is that we've committed to donating $75,000 a year for we're open to it, but uh, things like food drives. So we're going to partner with the local church, Catholic church here to do food drives and, and fund those to offer uh, little league baseball uniforms, you know, that kind of thing. Shuttle, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, the obstacle with the little league uh, teams has getting the kids to practice. So what we've considered maybe too is having some type of shuttle system where we can go pick up the kids and bring them to practice. Um, so these are all things that we've considered and that that we've uh, that we're proposing. Um, and, and like I said, no other business offers these types of, of benefits to the community, and, and we're so happy to to be able to do that. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that so much, and I wish. Um... I wish the rest of the country would realize how beneficial legalization would be just across the board um, for everyone, really. 
Yeah, and I think it really takes, it's almost just like anything that's kind of considered taboo, you know? It takes it hitting home for you, yeah. for you to kind of open up about it. I mean, for a lot of people. So what I mean by that is like, I hear so many people, you know, until their family has an issue that can maybe benefit from cannabis. Um, so I know, I'm, for instance, one lady has always been historically against cannabis. She's always voiced her opposition to cannabis to me. Uh, but her father, unfortunately, fell ill with cancer. He had a very painful pancreatic cancer. And she said, you know what, Dan, I'm ready to try it. Um, and so he ultimately passed, you know, cannabis isn't going to, to save lives in, in that type of way, you know, and I don't want to give that, that, that false kind of portrayal, but it did give him, it, it helped him rest better, you know, in those final days, those final days, like I said, it was a super painful cancer where he wasn't able to eat and any of that stuff. And it just, it just helped him rest better and, and be able to deal with that, I guess, those final days better. And it, and it gave some relief to his family seeing him able to pass in a more restful state. Um, so, you know, it takes, it takes that type of situation sometimes, unfortunately, for people to kind of open up their minds to cannabis use. Um, and, so, and so I think there's been a lot of that and so people, people now, I think, are, are more so open to it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so being a cannabis user, um, for someone who's like maybe like wanting to try or, you know, they, they want to like try recreationally or maybe to reap some of those benefits, um, where's a good place to start? Because there's so many different strands out there. And I know there's so much like conversation about like sativa versus indica and all those things. Um, so what's a good, like, like weed 101? Right. So I think, I think um, trying weed is like uh, trying apples or trying wine. There's just so many varieties. <laughs> so you've got to see like, if you ask somebody what their favorite wine is, they say what their favorite wine is, and then, okay, you have a favorite wine, too. And it's, and it's very yeah. similar with weed. There's 100-plus strains of apples. There's 100-plus strains of weed, you know? Um, and it's really finding out uh, what, what works for you. Uh, so me, personally, I like an indica because it really brings me down. Um, it helps me focus better. Um, cause, cause like I said, I'm super hyperactive, but a sativa, some people like a sativa better because it, it does the complete opposite. Um, and so I, the biggest, um, tip I would give is just to start slow, just yeah. to start little, what, what you don't want to do is for instance, get an edible and maybe it's just a small cookie. Um, and I don't know why I just did that. Like people could see me. Um, <laughs> maybe it's a small, maybe it's a small little cookie, but, and you think, oh, well that small little cookie isn't going to do much for me. <laughs> and then you eat the whole thing and then you're traumatized by the effects of cannabis. Cause it can yeah. be overwhelming. I, I won't, I won't lie. 
It can be overwhelming at first if you don't know what to anticipate. So definitely start slow. Start with a quarter of that cookie. Wait the full two yeah. hours. Take, take a little nibble. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Because edibles uh, can be, even for someone like myself who has been a user for a long time, like edibles, edibles can fuck you up real quick. <laughs> for sure. And if you just want to eat cookies, I mean, have a batch of regular ass cookies next to that medicated cookie. Yeah. The worst thing that could happen is that you get the munchies after eating a quarter of that cookie and you're like, well, fuck, there's three fourths of a cookie. I'm going to eat the rest of that. Yeah. And then in two hours after that, you're like losing your mind. So definitely start, uh, definitely start slow. Uh, There's all kinds of ways to consume cannabis. Now you do not have to smoke it. Um, There's edibles, there's tinctures, there's even topicals now. So recently I, tried my first full spectrum topical does that mean it has thc in it as well it has yeah thc and cbd okay because that is the first time i've ever used a cbd product that actually worked for me and i'm just curious i don't know if you know the answer to this or not but as like a regular thc user when you go to use cbd products like do you need that full spectrum do you know I don't know. I'm interviewing someone tomorrow about CBD, so maybe I'll ask him, but. <laughs> yeah, no, they, uh, there's, uh, I think it's called the entourage effect, uh, where they say CBD and THC together, that's the most powerful, that's the most powerful benefit you'll gain. So they say when treating cancer patients, for instance, with cannabis, the entourage effect is huge. You can't just give the patient THC that will not work. It needs to be THC coupled with the CBD compound. Wow. Yeah, that's the that's first time I've ever had something actually work for me as far as for pain goes um, that was topical. So. Yeah, I think more so CBD is isolated. One, because people want the benefits of CBD without feeling high. Yeah. Um, but also because it's just, it's not CBD, the compound alone is not federally illegal. So it can be sold at stores or on Amazon or, you know, other sources like that versus a THC product, you wouldn't be able to find it on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, you'd have to visit, you know, a legal cannabis retailer. Gotcha. Now that being said, uh, because CBD is like so accessible now, um, I don't know what the regulations are on it, but I feel like there's a lot out there that's like you're paying $70 for a can of lotion. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is a new, this is a new industry. And so people are seeking opportunity and some people unfortunately are exploiting the opportunity and kind of, you know, putting stuff in a jar and raising the prices really high just because it says CBD on it. Um, and I would just do research, you know, there's, yeah, there's yeah. a couple of CBD uh, companies out there that are definitely more reputable than maybe just something you'd find at a smoke shop, you know, um, GNC, for instance, is now selling a lot of CBD products. And I know for sure they sell one a topical product that has benefited a lot of people I know personally, and I wish I knew the name of it off the top of my head, and I'm sorry. 
Um, but I know GNC sells it. I can I can get back to you uh, later with with the you, name of. Y'all can find it on Google. You're smart. Right. Google it. <laughs> Google it. Hey, you know what? You're always you're always about that. You know, like yeah, Google it. Y'all are like, smart. You guys are fucking smart enough. Figure it out. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Google CBD products, best CBD topical products, and I'm sure it'll come up. GNC sells it for sure. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, back to like weed, that has been a huge, um, it's had so many great medical benefits for me too. I have autoimmune disorder um, and it greatly helps with that. It helps with my anxiety. It literally helps with so many different facets of my life. Um, and I just, I, I wish people would realize that. <laughs> So yeah, I appreciate you coming on and chatting about uh, weed. Um, now you mentioned munchies and that's probably the number one question that I get is like, once people know I smoke weed, but they also know I lost all this weight. They're like, how, like, do, but like, I'm personally, I'm not someone who struggles with the munchies. <laughs> um, and that might be because of the fact that I do take it um, to help with my nausea. I don't know if that like, counteracts i don't know if that has anything to do with it, it i don't struggle with munchies that often um but i know you have like lots of munchy tips for the people oh girl i'm the complete opposite though <laughs> meat gives me the munchies and i know it gives me the munchies um and i think the best thing so i've lost 200 plus pounds on this journey and my philosophy about weight loss is you know time's gonna pass anyways so might as well be getting healthier than fatter um and so i've never let let the pressures of social media or anybody else kind of rush me um into my weight loss um where the hell was i going with that we're talking in? about munchies okay right so <laughs> i knew i <laughs> this is what happens when two stoners have a conversation right. <laughs> <laughs> um so I knew when I started the journey that, uh, well, obviously I would, I would, you know, say I'm gonna have a good day today, and then the munchies would happen, and then I'd screw up by the end of the night. But I knew, I, I so I said, Daniel, you, you know, you got to figure this shit out. You're not gonna stop smoking weed, but you clearly need to lose weight. And what I love about the WW program, and I think it's why I've ultimately stuck with it all these years is because it does give me that flexibility to eat munchies and to to fit things into to my life um that that will make this work on the long long term um and so and so yeah it's just about planning the munchies like i eat sugar-free jello sugar-free jello is my jam that's zero points yeah um you know, just like, just different things, just being prepared for those munchies because they will happen for most people. I know you're, you're one of the exceptions. I'm a, I'm think a weirdo. For, <laughs> for, what, for most people, you're, you're definitely going to get those munchies. And yeah. so be prepared for them. I think yeah. one of the big, one of the best things for munchies is protein bars. Cause let's be honest, there, there's a fine line between a protein bar and a candy bar. Yeah. And, I mean, they're pretty and, much candy bars. Pretty much, right? <laughs> pretty much candy bars. <laughs> so, find well, there's that. Good... And like, you don't have to just eat like, pr like 
I don't want to say junk food because I hate that word, but like you don't have to eat the, what you would typically think. Like I know for me, if I do get a little snacky or munchy, um, like y'all fruit, <laughs> eat some fucking fruit. Fruit yeah, is great. And guess what? Grapes. It helps with your cotton chops too. <laughs> yeah, period. Grapes, uh, yeah. putting sugar-free jello on grapes is fucking bomb. Um, <laughs> love it bam yeah you got the whole internet uh, yeah. saying bam no it's crazy i'll see stories <laughs> of people i've never met or anything and i'll hear them say bam i'll be like what <laughs> like, that's, that's cool <laughs> i love it i love it you should have trademarked that oh no i, I mean listen it's just like my old 90s lingo like making yeah. it way into 2020 that's all that is you know so it. you just gotta recycle it Reci <laughs> what's new is old what's old new i mean like i said there are so there are so many other people who are regular smokers that like i didn't even realize for the longest time like in our community um, and since I've been a little bit more vocal about it, like people are like, Oh, you smoke weed too. Like I smoke weed too. Uh, yeah, like, it's me. like this, you know, so it's, it's cool to be able to talk with you about this and just have like, just a real genuine conversation about pot. Right. Cause it's not, like I said, like there are so many people who smoke weed in all professions and all walks of life. Like it's everywhere. And we need to stop yeah, acting like happens to be my favorite topic to discuss um so so if yeah. anybody you know wants wants some education about cannabis um you know wants to just talk about it i'm i'm definitely open to that um i i uh you know would love to kind of open somebody up into to cannabis use who may now kind of be close to it um, and, and maybe it'll benefit their journey the way it's benefited mine. And when I say journey, I don't mean just weight loss. I mean like my whole life journey. Yeah, um, so yeah the, you know, the journey to being well, right? And not, right. not that you can't be well without it, obviously. obviously. Um, but it is, it does play such a huge role. And, um, you know, you see people constantly going home and drinking a bottle of wine. Exactly. You can go home and smoke a joint too yeah, at the end of a long day. And it really, uh, if anything, is probably more beneficial than that wine is. But definitely is. <laughs> there's, there's been studies that say cannabis is less harmful to the body than, than alcohol usage. And, you know, nothing against alcohol. I'm, I, you know, I like to have an occasional drink myself once in a while, but um, I don't think uh, cannabis should be looked down on any more so than than any other kind of thing like alcohol. Um, I think it's just different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So what, what's your favorite thing about weed? What's my favorite thing about weed? That's such a weird question, but like, what's your and favorite loaded, thing about weed? Loaded question. It is. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I love, fuck, I love everything about weed. I love the smell. I love the aroma. I love breaking it up. I love looking at the trichome structure. I love the feeling. I love making a decision, like, 
and seeing different perspectives. So like when something big is, is, is put across my desk and I have to make a decision, I always, you know, I'll wait till the next morning because clearly I've already smoked. You know, if it's, <laughs> if, if it's past morning time and something hits my desk, I've already smoked. So I'm looking at it from a stone perspective, but I will also look at it the next morning from a completely clear-minded perspective where I haven't used cannabis and, and, and it just helps me see things better. It, it gives me that, that different perspective. So. I mean, I just, I just love it overall. I've made my, made my life about it. I'm here talking about it on a, you know, so, you know, not, I'm probably the biggest advocate for it, to be honest. <laughs> That's awesome. And you talked about trichomes. So what, what is that? What does that mean for those who don't know? Yeah. Trichomes is like uh, the structure of a nug. It's the, it's the, it's the part of the, but that produces the THC. Um, so like on some buds, you'll see like a very popcorny type of structure. Yeah. And that's usually fatter trichomes that you'll see all kind of like the, gosh, I'm not explaining this well. Um, you know, Google it. Like we said, <laughs> Google it. If you don't know what it is, Google that shit. Google that shit, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me and talking about weed. It is also one of my favorite topics as well, although I'm not as uh, versed or as knowledgeable on it as you are. And that's why I wanted to have you on and talk about it. And I feel like the, um, the aspect of like getting involved in your community too, if it's something that you're passionate about, even if you don't smoke, if you want to see those tax dollars benefiting your kids' schools and programs and your roads and all the shit that our taxes pay for like it is and, and that's exactly it i think that's why a lot of people voted for this measure in my city there's a whole lot of people here who do not use cannabis uh, but they recognize that benefits of, of the money that could bring back to our community yeah and uh, you're seeing too a lot of these states that are passing it you're seeing crime rates dropping you're seeing people being released from prison and being reunited with their families for things that, you know, they shouldn't be in prison for. So there's a, a really big ripple of positive effects uh, that cannabis has. And Agreed. <laughs> I, for one, am very thankful to have it in my life. Same. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.